The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So this will be the fourth talk on mindfulness of the body. And an analogy I like to use that um, is directly connected to the body is the body's capacity to heal itself from a cut. You might be in the kitchen chopping vegetables and do a little cut in your finger. And your job is to keep the cut clean, to clean it, maybe protect it with a Band-Aid, to keep dirt out of it. But, um, and then the body can has the best circumstances in which to heal itself. If, um, um, so our job is to kind of get out of the way, but keep it protected. We can't engineer the healing. Probably no one knows all the different, all the different physiology of healing a cut that goes on. But uh, the body knows how to do it. So there's all this capacity the body has of healing itself, of coming back into homeostasis, coming back into peace, calm, that if we can get out of the way and allow for the body's wisdom and innate capacities to operate, a lot of things can benefit, can happen. I've been by with people who have died, and uh, sometimes it's remarkable to see uh, people's faces right after they've died because the muscles relax. And, uh, and there's a, a, sometimes, occasionally, a deep sense of peace in the face because tension they've been carrying in the facial musculatures have finally released. We get a little bit the same kind of uh, at the end of a seven-day retreat when we see people's faces after seven days of meditation, so much has softened in the face. And they haven't been focusing on relaxing the face, it's just the circumstances of, of the retreat, of leaving oneself alone very deeply, allows something to relax. And, um, and maybe a little bit heal in the face, in the muscles of the body, everywhere. So, the the uh, the body has a capacity to relax, to heal. Sometimes the body is the first it gives a feeling of discomfort when something feels wrong, something doesn't feel quite right, and there's a kind of feeling of um, tension or anxiety in the belly or a little pressure or something, feeling oh this is not right, and it might that body might know that before the mind has understood it. And uh, some people have learned to really pay attention carefully when the body gives us feeling something's not right here. And then by paying attention, we discover what it is. So the ability to allow the body its own process uh, gives us access to a lot of uh, much more capacity for 
health, for healing, for wisdom, for spirituality, then if, we, if all those things are negotiated only with the mind. And part of the reason for that is that the mind all too easily is hijacked by stories, by judgments, by memories, by fears, by desires, by aversions, hatred, all kinds of things the mind gets caught up in and concerned with. And as it said as it's in Buddhism, that sometimes the mind is like a puppeteer that has these strings from the fingers of the mind down into all the different muscles. And, um, and some things that, uh, some ways of thinking um, actually uh, create tension in the body. Maybe that sometimes a severe tension, chronic, chronic tension in the body. And you, uh, the advantage of being, getting calm in meditation is to then to notice on, when we start thinking about something and the impact it has on the body, the tension that comes in. And, um, and starting to appreciate that uh, how, what a strong role the thinking mind has on interfering with the body's own capacities. And so as we meditate, the idea is to um, no longer experience the body through the filter of all our thoughts and stories and memories and history, but begin to receive and allow for the body's experience of itself. And there's, as I've been doing here, sometimes I use the language of allowing and receiving. And that's sometimes very helpful, but there's a limit to how much allowing, receiving, accepting you want to do, because sometimes that lends itself to being very general and kind of have a generalized kind of sense of experience here and now. The deepening of mindfulness meditation comes when we, in this relaxed, open, allowing awareness, we allow things to touch the soft, tense, tender part, the sensitive part of awareness, and really we get to know it well, feel it well. And uh, recognize what it is. As I put my finger on the softest, most sensitive part of my palm, then it's not just feeling a finger, which is a kind of abstraction. There's feelings of warmth, feelings of pressure, softness, a little bit of uh, radiating warmth, and a little bit of a little bit of texture there, a little bit of. uh, elasticity is the, there's a little bit of pressure there. There's all these very particular sensations. The deepening of vipassana practice comes when we com- combine this kind of relaxed and soft, receptive awareness that is not filtered with a carried, not carried by or influenced by a lot of thoughts, ideas, concepts of what is, to really start feeling the simplicity of the moment of the actual sensations themselves. So even if I put my finger against my palm and, 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 and if someone says, what are you experiencing? And I say, I'm experiencing my finger touching my palm. That's not exactly what I'm experiencing. That's the concept of finger, concept of palm. Yes, they're touching, that's, the, that's what's happening. But the experience, the sensations is not the finger. Sensation is not the palm. The sensation is the warmth, the pressure, the elasticity, the texture 
um, the, the pleasure that I feel in that contact. Those are the sensations. And the same thing happens with pain, that uh, uh, pain is a little bit, pain is real for sure, but it isn't, the word pain is an abstraction. And, uh, and if we stay at the abstraction, it's kind of like saying the experience of the finger against the palm. Um, it's not actually what's happening. What's literally happening is that there might be intense piercing or sharp heat or um, uh, twisting or stabbing sensations. There might be a very, you know, that, there's, the pain is, there's many different kinds of pain. And, uh, and so which, which kind of pain is it now? And to feel the sensations of it. The advantage of doing that with anything, including pain, is that as, as long as we stay a little bit separate by the concepts, the idea of what it is, and not in the sensations, we're not allowing ourselves that intimacy, that to a lot, a deep sense of way in which awareness makes room for those sensations to unfold, to do what they want to do. And that is one of the great arts of insight meditation, is to be so close to the experience in a gentle, soft, relaxed way, that it's almost as if the awareness make, you know, is not riding tightly on top of our experience, concerned with it, struggling with it, but rather the awareness is a great open space that allows things to unfold, to unravel, to open up, to shift and change as they need to do. So it's like uh, creating room. Mindfulness is like creating space. So it's not just a moment of mindfulness we want. It's like, oh, uh, warmth, and then allow that warmth to be felt. Pressure, allow the pressure to be felt. Um, uh, pleasure, allow the, pre- the pleasure to be felt. Not for the sake of, of experiencing it for oneself, but rather to allow the sensations room so that they can move along and do what's next. All sensations are processes. All sensations are in movement and active and dynamic. And to start living in that dynamic place, that's one of the functions of deeper insight practice. And so what I'm teaching today is a stepping stone, a step towards that capacity. It's not necessarily easy to rest there, but it's part of mindfulness of the body is to begin uh, finding ourselves not with a general, general presence for the body, but with a relaxed receptivity to the particularity of the sensations in the body. So today in the guided meditation, we did this exercise to do that with the breathing. And the breathing is part of mindfulness of the body. And to start allowing oneself to kind of get absorbed by the particular sensations that come into play, like the kaleidoscope or the, the, of the sensations that flow through as we breathe in and flow through as we breathe out. And um, and uh, and it's kind of like getting out of the way while feeling in, feeling it intimately. Getting out of the way where we're really connected, or allowing for the particular sensations to play their dance. 
not the general idea of breathing, but the actual particularity of sensations. So um, we'll continue with this tomorrow. So if this didn't make so much sense to you, don't worry. Uh, the um, it might be that if whatever you understood from what I taught today, just kind of, even if you didn't know how to apply it, uh, just kind of store it away for now. And with time, I think it'll become clear uh, that how this works in a way that's not a strain, not a lot of effort and work. So um, we'll have one more day on mindfulness of the body. And we'll do a little bit more on this idea of sensations. and uh, And that'll set the the foundation for uh, a way of practicing mindfulness of emotions. And um, I won't be here next week, so the, the week on emotions will be in two weeks. And um, but this, uh, what first the breathing last week and body this week, all this sets the ground for, um, for a wise way of being with emotions. So, thank you very much.